everybody. So today, I think is Christmas Eve, if I plan this out appropriately. Merry Christmas. Happy for all of you. I hope you're having a great holiday weekend. Um, I always feel like we get chipped when holiday happens on the actual weekend versus, you know, like the Friday before and then you get like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I mean, I'm going to have like the week off after Christmas because my um, anniversary is New Year's, so we always have that like kind of time off, but I still feel like we're getting gypped a little bit. Like I'm going to have to work the day before Christmas Eve. Like, ugh, that's so lame. Um, anyways, I normally do like Christmassy things, I feel like, um, in the month of December or um, for the podcast that comes out around Christmas, I normally do like Christmas movies or something. Um, I had no desire to do that this year. I have watched almost no TV movies, anything, probably since Thomas was born, like very few things. Um, and I just, I didn't have it in me to watch Christmas movies. I feel like once you watch one, you've watched them all and I just don't care um, I do want to watch the Lindsay Lohan one that came out on Netflix because a podcast I listened to, part of the podcast, they talk about a movie and that was the movie that they talked about. And so it's just sitting there waiting for me to re- like watch it. Um, but I also kind of don't care. Like I'm not a Lindsay Lohan stan. I was a Hillary Duff girl. So um, I'm really happy for Lindsay that she's making this like resurgence. And obviously she's still like a part of my youth, but also I don't really care. Um, but I just, I'm not really inspired to watch Christmas movies right now. I also normally read Christmassy books around this time and I'm not really doing that either. So I'm just like not feeling the Christmas spirit. I feel a little bit like when you have a kid, like that kind of gets sucked out of you. And I kind of think that that's the reason why like moms so heavily focus on like their kids having a good time for Christmas. And I don't think it's necessarily because they want their kid to have a good time like I I don't know I don't know if it's like a chicken or the egg sort of situation whether it's like the mom genuinely wants their kid to have a really good holiday and so therefore she no longer has a good holiday because she's like putting all her effort into her kid or if like you having a kid is more important than the holiday so all of your effort goes into the kit like because I'm super excited for Thomas not for like Christmas or anything like that but just like it's his first time seeing a tree it's his first time seeing lights it's his first you know what I mean like those kinds of things we're not even like really big Christmas people around here um and I thought about going on a really big tangent about Santa Claus and the elf on the shelf and all of his things but we're going to keep it light. We're going to keep it fresh. We're going to keep it fun. I don't want to bring anybody down. I already did my holiday rants at some point. I think I did it last year. I don't need to do it again. You know how I feel. Um, but I just, I don't know. Like we went to go see lights at the, like this garden glow that we go to every year. And it's always like so much fun. It's like one of my husband and I's favorite things that we do like in the winter time. And, like the whole time like I was just like 
not having a good time because I was like making sure that he was enjoying it but then I also was like bummed because like my husband and I weren't like enjoying it together because my husband had him in the carrier and so I feel like he was more like focused on like him and then like I also felt like I was missing out on like him because like my husband had him and I wasn't like holding him um and like all the while I think it was like the reverse for my husband because my husband couldn't see his face because he was in the carrier so it's just like it was just like this weird thing where I felt like I was like not paying attention and like being in the moment and I've been thus far pretty good about that with Thomas and just like everything that we've done with him like I've been pretty good about still like me enjoying things but um my childhood trauma comes out at Christmas time and I turn into a little bit of a devil so I think it was just like a little bit of that kind of sprouting out and me getting a little uh triggered I don't know but um I don't I don't know like I'm, I'm really happy like you know we I was thinking because we have like so much stuff going on and we're just overwhelmed with life like I was like I guess we're just not decorating for Christmas this year and then like you know we decorated we went out and got trees we got um our tree was like shot to hell it was like really old not really old but it was decently old for like a cheap tree and so we went out and bought more cheap trees it's just like the cycle of life we're like filling a landfill with our christmas trees alone it's fine um but we got like really skinny small trees they're they're tall they're like seven and a half feet or something but they're really skinny so they were like super cheap at michael's i think it was like a black friday sale or something um highly recommend because we got three different ones we have like a flocked one we have one that's like brushed brown a little bit so it looks like i don't know like a real tree kind of and then we have one that's just like the traditional like fake green tree and we have them set up in different rooms of our house and it's so nice because like i can be sitting in the living room and i can see the one in the kitchen and the one in the living room or i can be like in our room and i can see the one in our room and the one in the living room and it's just cute and it's cozy and um i don't have to like stumble around in the dark trying to like get to our room at night and um my husband thankfully sleeps with an eye mask on and um like a pillow over his face and stuff so he's not bothered but like we're literally it's literally like sleeping with the light on because the lights are so bright I feel like but um I don't know like it's it's nice and like I'm perfectly happy and cheery and you know whatever but I also at the same time like I don't know like kind of don't care like I'm not like trying to read Christmas books and I'm not like trying to watch Christmas movies and I just like I don't know I'm just like not and like Christmas music even like Christmas music I'm normally like all about and like I'm so excited that it comes out like way too early in like the middle of November and I honestly like just now started listening to Christmas music in the car and that's only because the kid I nanny his friend is like let's listen to Christmas music and so I'm just like okay um but I don't know I'm just like not really into it right now and it's weird because Christmas is like literally my favorite and I just kind of don't care and I don't know if it's just because like I am too busy to care or if it's because I am just like I think what it is honestly is that like I'm just like more excited to have a kid like it means like more to me to that I just like have a kid and it's like more exciting to me to like be with him and like wake up in the morning and see his face and stuff like that like it's like Christmas morning every day and so Christmas just like doesn't even feel that special anymore I think that's what it is honestly and it's like 
this is the argument that people make about Christmas coming too early where they're like, well, it's oversaturated and then like you don't appreciate it as much. It's not as special and like whatever. And like I never felt that way, but it's kind of like, like it's just like not as special because I am like, there's something that's more special. And it's, I don't know. It's weird. Um, we are going with this vibe. We got like, um, indoor decorations and stuff and we're going for like a German, like, um, like a German, like wood shop. Uh, what am I trying to say? Like nutcracker sort of situation, like nutcrackers and gingerbread and like that kind of thing. Like that's kind of like our vibe and not like, not like a pastel candy land gingerbread, but like a just a brown and white gingerbread, you know what I'm saying? Um, kind of like Babes in Toyland vibes, like the toy maker, like real classic, like German Christmas. That's kind of like the vibe we're going. Um, and it's really weird because like it just like kind of occurred to me. I really wanted these like gingerbread houses that I saw at, um, at home. And so like we kind of based it off of that. But then they also have a shit ton of nut nutcrackers there. So we kind of went down this like nutcracker spiral. Um, and then like everything else just kind of like fell around it but it really works with like what my husband likes and what I like and it's like a way for us to like both put like our personalities into like our Christmas decorations which is stupid but like it's our first time having a house that we have to decorate like the whole house I mean obviously we're not decorating the whole house but like we have more space to decorate a little bit so um yeah that is the vibe and then I kind of went a little overboard because I saw these really cute like nutcracker plates and tray and things like that and then like I got these like nutcracker pillowcases we're going a little overboard with the nutcracker um we got the really big nutcrackers to put outside our front door but we don't have like a like a porch like an awning sort of situation so we ended up taking those back but we were almost like the cool rich people with the nutcrackers outside of their house even though our, <laughs> our house is like 700 square feet so that's really funny to think that we're the rich people because we're not um but anyway so yeah, like, um, Christmas is a vibe. I'm not fully vibing. I also, I'm just like cold. It's just cold. I don't like, I don't like to be cold. I think I didn't get to appreciate the warm summer months because Thomas was a baby and you're not really supposed to bring a baby out in the sun like that. So I think I didn't really get to fully appreciate the summer for what it was. And we were also like super stressed. We are dealing with a newborn. We were trying to find a house. We were moving and, like, all of that stuff. So I think, like, that was a big part of it. And so I think I just, like, I feel like I went from, like, spring to winter. I think that's what it is because Thomas was born in the spring. And it was just, like, boom, boom, boom. So I really think that I just, like, I need to, like, go back to summer and then I can appreciate Christmas. I don't know. And, like, time also applies when you have a baby. Like, and it's, you know, the end of the year anyway. Like, it's, like... Halloween, Thanksgiving, boom, 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 everything back to back. And that kind of happened. And I think that, I don't know, like when you have a kid, it just is like every week there's something happening. And so it's just like really fast and it goes by really quickly. And so you're just like zooming around um, because like Thomas's birthday is in March and that's coming up very quickly. And like my birthday comes before then and I want to do something fun for my birthday. And so I'm like, um okay so it's already March basically is what's happening my kid is already five so what's happening um but obviously that's not we're not there yet but anyway so I don't know I think I think that's what it is though I think it's just that we're just busy and I'm just really happy to see my kid every day and like that's 
way more exciting to me than Christmas right now. Like, it's just, like, I would never have thought that there was something, like, I enjoyed more, more, like, more than Christmas. But, um, I kind of think I found something. And that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. And I'm not, like, being a Grinch or anything by any means. Because I still absolutely love Christmas. And I will probably somehow ruin the day of just being, you know, trauma bonding or something. But... Um, overall, I just, I don't know, I'm just not really in the Christmas mood, so I haven't watched Christmas movies, so anyway, long story, um, I decided that for my Christmas Eve podcast, I would just talk about things that I love, which is books, obviously, but I would talk about books that I love, which I've talked about, I'm sure, at some point or another. I, like, briefly glanced at the list. I don't know when I made this list. I think it was months ago. Um, I, like, briefly just glanced at it, and I hopefully will have something worthwhile to talk about when I talk about the books, because some of them, it's been a minute since I've read them, um, and I took off a couple that were, like, I don't know, like, books I remember reading in, like, elementary school or something, because that's not really what I'm going for here. But anyway, um, let's get into it, because I'm just going to keep rambling. Also, filming a podcast or recording a podcast at night is always so, like, touch and go, because, um... Like, if my husband is awake and he's, like, outside or he's, like, doing his thing, like, that's fine. But um, both of the boys fell asleep. Thomas has been doing this thing where he um, doesn't want to, like, be, like, held to go to sleep. He wants to just, like, lay down next to us to go to sleep. And um, we absolutely probably should just, like, put him in his bed and let him go to sleep that way. But we enjoy... It's this whole thing that we do because a lot of it is because my husband works um, weird hours sometimes and sometimes he gets home a little late and he doesn't work close to home so even if he doesn't get off late, he still has to drive. It's just a thing. Um, So nighttime is like really big in our house because that's like the most time he gets to spend with Thomas in a day and um, we like he has a bottle and we read a story and whatever and then usually he gets like a second wind and he's like really playful and I think he's probably just excited because he gets to see his dad and so he's just like bouncing all around our bed and like he's just being silly and he's flipping and he's jumping and he's doing all these things and um we just like spend probably a good half an hour just like playing on our bed um and then you know, we usually, like, one of us will, like, pat him to sleep or, like, snuggle him or, like, whatever, and he'll fall asleep, and then we'll put him in his bed, um, but recently, he's gotten to the point where he's, like, pretty much ready, like, when he goes to sleep, like, he's pretty much ready to go into his bed, um, but we enjoy just, like, snuggling with him because that's, like, really, like, when he's sleeping is, like, the only time that he wants to be, like, stationary and, like, snuggle you, like, every other time he's just, like, wants to be like flying around the house so um we both just enjoy like us laying there and that's like we're just like he's asleep usually and then we're just like scrolling on you know the internet and like showing each other memes and tiktoks and videos and things like that and then we'll end up putting him to bed and then go do our thing or whatever but um he has been in this like mode where he wants to like lay on his back and like lay in between us and like 
fall asleep that way and just like slowly fall asleep. And then my husband, if my husband is laying next to him, my husband falls asleep. And so both of them fell asleep tonight. And so I got up and put Thomas to bed and then I put Tommy to bed. And so I'm just like hopeful that I'm not like, you know, going to wake them up. But pretty much once they're asleep, they're asleep. They sleep like the dead. Um, and they are very similar in their sleep habits. So that's funny. Anyway, nobody asked for any of this, but it is my freaking podcast. So, um, I have these in no particular order and hopefully, uh, that doesn't matter. Um, first I have on here Vampire Academy. If I had to pick like hands down, I used to have a specific list in my head. I used to have, I think well, I guess I had two books, which are both still on this list. Um, I think this probably goes to the top. Like, I think not only is it, like, probably my favorite series, it's just, like, probably just, like, if I had to pick one book, like, I maybe pick it. Like, I just love it so much. Um, I've told this story before, I think, but, like, these are, like, random odd books that my dad had gotten me at one point, and I just, like, had them sitting on my shelf. I was going to get rid of them. I was like, what the book? I don't understand. Like, the covers don't exactly sell the book. The movie, don't watch it. Um, there's a TV show, but I'm not super thrilled with that either. Like, I didn't watch it, but, like, the preview, I wasn't really happy, um, so I'm not watching that. But anyway, it is... First of all, it's by Rochelle Mead. If you didn't know, now you know. It's six books, and she has a spinoff series that is also six books that I tragically have not read. I've only read the first book, and the first book was great. I just need to read them. I just don't prioritize them, and that's that. I don't have time for physical books right now. So I will get to them in 2023. Mark my words. Anyway, um, it is about this girl, Rose, it's like it's like a vampire situation obviously because it's called vampire academy so there are vampires and then there are I, I don't I'm not even gonna try to say it because some of these words I think are a little bit Russian and I don't say them right and I don't want to tell you how I say them in my head um but there are these vampires and then there are vampires that were um they like killed someone they like drank all of their blood or something whatever they're like the bad vampires and then there are um these people I'm not gonna say it because I don't know how to say it there are these people that are like half vampire half human and they are basically like vampire bodyguards and it's this whole situation and they are at this school and stuff happens and there's like a romance and there's action and there's like all these things and it's it's just it's really freaking good and like I read them and I was like oh holy shit like I love these and then like I just kept reading them and I just kept being like oh my god and there's just like witty banter and like there's just like really like sarcastic like Rose as a character is phenomenal like she's just like a sarcastic little like biatch and um like the world is just easy to understand and it's just like light and fun and it is young adult like you can tell it's young adult um but it's still just like sassy and quippy and interesting and like scandalous and like what I, like, I don't know it's just it's great I love them they're great it's fantastic um I have a goldfish brain so I can read all these books over and over again and it doesn't 
really matter, but I feel like it's a series that you can read over and over again because it's just one, because it's six books. So obviously it's like a lengthy series, but then two, because they are like the readability is, is there. It's like, they're very easy to read. Um, but then also like something major pretty much happens in every book. So like, there's a, there's like a, a thing that everything is like surrounded by and it's just it's just amazing I love it so much and I love convincing people to read them because it's not like it should be more well known but it's not like incredibly well known and it's really frustrating the next book let me just go ahead and talk about if if you ask me what my favorite book is I always say two-way street by Lauren Barnhold that's like my first answer that's like my go-to that's what I say um, before that, it was The Truth About Forever by Sarah Dessen. So I need to read both of these books again to make sure that I still love them as much as I do because it's been a hot minute. Um, I think I read Two Way Street more recently than I have The Truth About Forever, but we'll get there. So Two Way Street is about this girl. Is her name Jordan? I don't know. Two Way Street is about this girl and this guy who were dating and they're going to the same college and they broke up and he broke up with her and she doesn't understand why and she's really upset about it but they're still driving to college together and so it takes place like then and now and it goes back and forth between their two points of view and I normally don't like that but it works in this book and it's just so good it's so good I need to reread it because it seems so simple and it's like that sounds stupid but I promise it's really good I fucking love it and like there are things that happen that you're like oh my god oh my god oh my god and it's just like I think it's just like one of those it's it's my like quintessential like perfect book I've said this before is like a like teen romance like beach situation where they're like staying at a beach house for the summer and it's like a summer romance and it's like soul crushing and it's like all the feelings that you feel as a teenager like those are my perfect books and this is kind of that because it's like the end of the summer like they're going back to school like they just graduated high school so they're still like young and angsty and like it's super big feelings and I freaking love it um the truth about forever is I honestly really don't remember very much about that book anymore um but I just remember loving it so I just still count it but I think it's like about this girl and she ends up working for this like catering company and it's like a family and um she like starts dating a guy and he's like I think got some issues and she's like trying to understand and like she like kind of like worms her way into the situation I think something happens I don't know like a third act conflict sort of situation um but I just remember it being really good and then I remember there was this I think like somebody creates like sculptures out of like junk and there's something about a heart in a hand or something and I remember telling my mom about that and then my mom got me for Christmas one year she got me like a bracelet that had like little charms on it and she got me one of the charms was a hand that had a heart cut out of it, which I don't think is what they were saying in the sculpture, what they were talking about in the book. But the fact that she did that, like, that's, like, probably, that might be, like, the best gift my mom ever gave me. Um, anyway, 
So I don't really remember anything about it, but it's Sarah Dessen and her books are always bangers. Um, and don't fight me about it. Then I have The Princess Diaries. This series is by Megan Cabot. Meg Cabot, I guess. Um, and honestly, there's like 16 books or something in this series, but I've talked about this at length. I, I think in like 2017, maybe I read the whole series finally and I fucking love it. I love a good book that has like lists and journal entries and text message conversations and all that. And this book has all of it. It's like, or these books, um, it's like her keeping her diary, but then she also includes like her schedule and she includes like her notes and she includes like her away messages and like just she includes all of those things in these books and they're just it's just so good it's they're so good they're it's like the things that you love about the movie princess diaries are in every single one of these books but it's just like fun because it's like the way that it's written is like journals and things like that and that makes it way more fun that's like I love I love books that have like media like that in in them um and I want to say, I, I truly want to say, I think there's like 16 books, but I think that like every, like, I don't know, like seven or something of them, there's like a novella. And so it's not like full 16 books, like total. Um, but I just, it's a lot of books and then there's like a couple novellas, but it's the readability again. I like young adult books and they're easy to fucking read. So I don't know what you want from me. I have Harry Potter on here. Don't fucking come for me. I don't care that J.K. Rowling's a piece of shit. I really don't. Harry Potter fucking shaped my childhood. And the books are just fucking good. They're just fucking good. They have plot holes out the fucking wazoo. And there's like so many extra details. And there's so many ways that things could have been done better. And I don't give a fuck because they're just really good. I have read those books so many times. And you can just read them over and over and over again. And they're just good. They just are don't don't get into it with me they're just good I have Jane Eyre on here um which is a new development I think I read it last year for the first time fucking loved it I don't care that it's toxic I am a fan of toxic relationships okay I'm here for it and I don't care that it's toxic and I enjoy I enjoy Jane Eyre next is A Thousand Splendid Sons this is by Kelly Ducini and this book was super, super good. Um, just like the impact of feelings on like in this book, it's just like so emotional and so deep and it covers like so many different like sort of situations. It's, I think it's about, it's about the Taliban and I remember really loving this because I don't like historical fiction and I don't like um, I don't know anything about the world, honestly. Um, and this made me very interested in the world. And this made me very interested to learn more about the Middle East. And, um, I really enjoyed my experience with this because like while reading this, I was able to have conversations with my husband about things in the Middle East. Um, he has a political science degree, so he is very knowledgeable and he had a lot of information and I was able to ask questions and it felt almost like, which this might sound really stupid because like it, he's my husband, but it felt like, 
um, like I was assigned a book, which actually my sister was supposed to read it for school and I read it for my sister, which is why I even read it. So it definitely felt like a book that you're supposed to read for school, but then it felt like a book that you then break down and like talk about all of the things and like whatever. And you have deep conversations and stuff. Like I could see like sitting in a classroom talking about this book. Um, so it definitely felt that way. And then like getting information from my husband in that way, um, it, felt like a book for school but I appreciated that because one it made me like want to learn want to know want to understand then two it's like fun it's really fun for him when he gets to get like up on his soapbox and just fucking go off about all the stuff he knows about his fucking brain um we are not the same the next book on here is 19 minutes by Jodi Picoult um I dude I think I was like I don't know, like 16 when I read this book, and I think I've only read it once, but it was really fucking good. It was about a school shooting, and it was saying, like, what can happen in 19 minutes, because it was, like, the school shooting was 19 minutes long, Um, and it was just really fucking good, and it made a very big impact on my brain, and I still think about it since. I also... I had the 10th circle on here, but I took it off because I don't remember that book. But I also remember really loving that book by Jodi Picoult. Um, And I think I liked The Pact, but I don't think The Pact was like as impactful as those two books. But 19 minutes, I remember being fucking great. And it's also, I think, a pretty thick book. And the fact that I fucking like loved it, flew through it, like was all about it. Like, I think that says something. Um, I don't really remember anything else other than it's about about a school shooting. But um, it was very stereotypical, like Jodi Picoult, like there's a court case and dealing with, um, is there a court case? I don't know. Maybe it's just like them dealing with like trying to get out of the school or something. I don't know. But either way, it was very good. Um, Next, I have the last song by Nicholas Sparks. I am a Nicholas Sparks girl and I don't care. I haven't read a Nicholas Sparks book in a very long time. But like I ate all of that up, like The Notebook, A Walk to Remember, Dear John, message like all of them all of them I I ate all of them up and the last song is the one that stands out the most in my head because I was trying to finish it and read it before the movie I went to the movie theater and I was literally sitting in the parking lot reading the ending of it because I wasn't finished and I was like scrambling um and I just I I I think also because like that character feels like youthful like the um whatever character in a walk to remember like they are in high school as well but like they feel older um like you know Mandy Moore and Shane West like they feel like older characters you know uh Miley Cyrus does not feel like an old character she feels very youthful so I just feel like and it's also like it's like the summer at my dad's on a beach like those kinds of vibes those vibes are my vibes those are my that's my people that's my that's my place in this world is in those places so I really love that book um next I have Divergent I love the whole series but like obviously we don't love the way that it ends you know that's not really my favorite thing but um I really love Divergent I really love um like dystopian societies and things like that and I have read these books multiple times and I just fucking love them I don't know I I can't think of anything else to say so I just love them the summer I turned pretty like I was saying like the beach 
vibes, whatever. Um, this I've only read once. Let me also talk about real quick the To All the Boys I Loved Before series. That series is my fucking, like, that is probably up there with Vampire Academy and the other two books, which honestly I think the truth about forever I need to bump out because I really don't even know what that's about anymore. Um, to All the Boys I Loved Before is fucking amazing. They're such, like, they're such easy reads and they're so good and they are just like so ooey gooey like sweet and good and you just like love them so much. I've read them so many times. I didn't read them this year. I think I just like ran out of time but I have like I think like two years in a row I've read two years or three years might have been three years honestly um I've just like read them religiously in February because I love them so much and they're so cute and heartwarming and I absolutely adore them um the summer I turned pretty I don't love as much as I love that but I, it's pretty close like I I love the beachy vibes which to all the boys that I love before doesn't have that um but the third book in the series is absolute garbage. It's absolute garbage. And it makes it difficult to enjoy the series as a whole. I mean, I think the book, do I remember correctly? I think the book corrects itself at the end. But it still is just like, it's a rough go. So um, I wish I would have read these books earlier in my life because I think I would have read them more times. I will probably read them again maybe this year. I want to watch the show. I haven't seen the show but I've, I've heard that the show is really good. So I need to read that. Um, I have The Goddess Test by Amy Carter on here. I adore these books. I love Greek mythology and they're a modern retelling. It's about this girl whose mom dies of cancer or is dying of cancer. I think dies. And she ends up in this, she ends up at this house and finds out that it's like, Hades home but wait maybe she doesn't find out that it's Hades maybe I'm giving away I mean it's not that I mean it's not that much of a fucking I don't know whatever um but anyway there's like all of these like gods and goddesses I think I just totally spoiled what that book is about actually but you know what it's like so old like I can't even like it's fine I don't feel bad nobody's gonna read it um it's like a modern Greek god story. Okay? That's what it is. And it's good. And I love it. And all of these books are young adults. So just fucking that's what it is. Um, next is Me Before You by Jojo Moyes. I love this book so much. Um, I think, I mean, I loved it before I saw the movie. But Amelia Clark just does something to the movie the bumblebee tights thing like there's there's no there's no happier moment in a movie I feel like than the bumblebee tights so I don't remember when I read this for the first time but I just it's just like let's see is it the only like adult romance that's on here probably like probably it probably is it's the only one um it's just good and I just love it and it's just great. I have Right Away on here, which is also by Lauren Barnhold. And it's supposed to be a companion novel to Two Way Street. It's not the same. 
at all. I don't think the characters are even connected, but maybe they are. Um, but it's a similar vibe where there's like a road trip. They're going to like a wedding and they had broken up and then like stuff happens. And it's also very good. I need to reread that one as well. And then I have Shadow and Bone by Leigh Bardugo. I think I read this for the first time last year. I read the first one at the end of the year before, and then I read the other two last year. And it's just such a good series. Um, it's definitely dense, and there's there's some slow goings throughout it. But it's very, very good. I haven't seen the show for this one either. But it's very good. It is very well-rounded. I feel like it like wraps everything up very nicely in the end. I feel like it ends really nicely. Um, I enjoy books where like you kind of don't care who the main character ends up with because you're like into all of them um, and that's like definitely the case for me in here. I think it all works out well and um, I just really enjoy the fantasy fantastical goodness that it has. Next is Monday's Not Coming by Tiffany D. Jackson. I love this book. I was shook when I read it. It does something to you. It is so wild and so different. And um, I don't know what else to say because I don't want to give anything away because apparently I'm in a spoilery mood. But it's really good. Um, I don't think I have any other... Is Tiffany... Oh, this is embarrassing. Tiffany D. Jackson is the only black author on this list I think um but it's it's really good it's um it's a YA book it's it it's I, I saw a I think I saw a review where it's like or maybe Katie Coulson said it but it like kind of starts out like middle grade and then it ramps up to young adult and then it ramps up to like adult and that's kind of true um it kind of goes through like motions a little bit but it's really freaking good it's about this girl I think her name's Claudia and her friend Monday doesn't come to school. And she's like, where the fuck is Monday? And nobody seems to care that Monday's missing. And she's like, okay, but Monday's not here. Like, did you did you realize that Monday's missing? Like, what, what are, like what's going on? Like, where's Monday? And um, it's fucking, it's intense. Um, next is Ten Blind Dates. This is by Ashley Elston. I read this for the first time a couple years ago, two years ago maybe. I didn't read it this year, I guess last year maybe, um, and it is so fucking cute. It's really, really high up there on my book favorites, and I want to say, like, my young adult favorites, but, like, all of these are young adult favorites, so it's, like, really hard to be, like, because, <laughs> like, the next one is also young adult. Like, they're all young adults, so I don't really know what I'm trying to do here, but anyway, it is about this girl who I think her boyfriend breaks up with her right before winter break and she's like devastated because she was going to have a really fun winter break and so she goes and she is at her family's house and she has a ma like a major family like a massive family like she has like all these cousins and aunts and uncles and things and they always hang out at her grandparents house and it's like this whole thing over the winter and so her grandma puts together this plan where like every family member or like different family members get to pick someone to set her up with on a blind date and so she goes on 10 blind dates like with all of these different people that her family like picks for her and there's like obvious shenanigans and it's very obvious like who she's going to end up with in the end but it's so cute and it's wintry and it's cozy because it's Christmas time and the family oh my god the family this just big giant 
warm, loving, cozy family with like so many people and like so many aunts and uncles and cousins. It's so cute. There's another book that takes place in this family um, that is like her cousin's book. And I didn't like that one as much. And I can't really remember. I think it's like, oh, there's Tommy's bedtime alarm, which is, this is kind of late. I don't know why. I don't know why it's just not going off. Um, but I, what is it called? It's like two, two lies and a two, ten truths, two truths and a lie. Something, I don't know what it's called, but, um, it's also good. It's just not as good. I don't care for the cousin as much. And I also don't care for like the setup of the story, but I don't really remember it now that I think about it. Anyway, next is Tweet Cute, which is another one of those where I just like put it really high on my young adult list. But like all of these are young adults, so like I don't know if that really counts. But this is by Emma Lord. It was her debut novel, and it's fucking great. It's about these two kids who both their families own like a restaurant of some sort, and they're kind of like rivals, and their families are kind of like they're like restaurants are rivals. And um, the two kids end up talking on Twitter and don't realize that they're talking to each other on Twitter and they like kind of fall for each other on Twitter but like kind of don't like each other in real life and it's like that dichotomy and it's so fucking good and it's like got messages and tweets and all those things and it's really fucking good and I really fucking enjoyed it um the only plane in the sky this is like so left field doesn't make sense but it's a fucking great book and I fucking love it um it also helps that the person that wrote it I know and care for and um you know all of that jazz um I'm in the acknowledgement section of that book thanks so much um so it is literally like just like all of these all of these points of view from 9-11 and I am not a historical girly I don't like history but it is so emotional I cried so much reading this book which honestly I need to do a reread because I need to feel something but it is just like all of these accounts of like what happened on the day of and I've talked about this before but it's like it's like um you know there's like 10 different people talking about like the color of the sky that day like how clear and blue and pretty the sky was and it's like it was a beautiful day and then like somebody else is saying like it was the bluest sky and it was like there was not a cloud in the sky and like whatever and it's just like the way that he compiled all of these like accounts and the way that he put it in order to tell a story is so amazing and it's so good and it's so emotional and it's so impactful and like I learned so much and like it's 9-11 like you know it's gonna happen but it's still just like so like heartbreaking and like crazy and like it's just like a lot and um I freaking love it never coming home so that well the next three the next three of the last three and all three are books that I read this year which is great because this will help me when I'm doing my best of because these three will be on it. Um, Never Coming Home by Kate Williams. This is an Agatha Christie and then there were none retelling and it's so good. It is like these 10 influencers are on an island and one by one they all die and it is fucking crazy and um, it is great. The next book is um, 
Finley Donovan. So just Finley Donovan, period. Finley Donovan is killing it. Finley Donovan knocks him dead. We'll go ahead and put Finley Donovan jumps the gun on there, even though that comes out in January. And El Cosmano didn't want to give me an arc, so I won't be able to tell you until next month. Um, anyway, or maybe it comes out in February, because that's when her last two books came out. Maybe I should pay more attention. Anyway, these books are so good. They're so cozy. They're so, they're funny. They're interesting. They're different. I think they're so unique. I have tried to dabble in cozy mysteries a little bit, and I think it's that vibe, but I just haven't found one that I thought was interesting and entertaining the way that this one is. It's about this girl who is a single mom and she is an author and she's trying to write a book and someone overhears her talking about killing off a character or something and thinks that she's a hit woman and they pay her to take someone out and it's so funny just like the things that happen and like she kind of ends up being a hit woman on accident and it's just so fucking good. I love them so fucking much. And then the last one on this list is The Maid, which I've talked about a lot on this podcast this year. I read this at the beginning of the year and it was so good. It is another like cozy-ish mystery sort of situation. Um, it's like similar to Clue and it is just like so cute and wholesome and sweet and endearing and the main character Molly is all of those characteristics as well. It is about this girl Molly who works in a hotel and one of the guests of the hotel that she cleans the room for ends up dying and then she's blamed for his murder even though it's like very obvious like there's no way that she could have murdered him and it's just it's so good it's so cozy I love it so much and it is fantastic. So essentially, all of the books on this list are young adult books. So sorry, not sorry, but that's just my genre. It's funny because these are all like my favorite books pretty much, and they're all pretty much young adult books. But I feel like this year I've read way more thriller. I don't think I've read hardly any young adult books, and yet there's not a thriller on this list. And I've talked about that in another podcast, but it's very difficult for a thriller to be five stars. It has to be like super twisty and like I have to be like, what the fuck? I could probably add The Silent Patient to this list, actually, if I think about it, by Alex Michaelitis. Um, because that book I really enjoyed and it has a really fucking massive twist that I was like shook to my core. Like had to go back and reread things because I was like, what the fuck? Um, so I think like that probably fits on this list. I also gave The Maidens by him five stars, even though that one wasn't as good. But I still really enjoyed that one as well. Um, I'm trying to think of other thrillers that I really liked. Um, I think The Wives by Taryn Fisher. I think I gave that like four stars. I think that one was really good. It's just like really twisty. I like things that are so twisty. Like I don't want to be able to guess anything. And I don't want the twist. Like I don't want the like the how things happen at the end like the resolution. I don't want it to come out of left field. I don't want it to be someone super insignificant that killed somebody. Like I want it to be like someone like right in your face and you're like, holy shit, I had no idea. Like I, I had no idea. I want it and I want it to make sense and I want it to be smart. I think that you, if you write a thriller book, I think you have to be very fucking smart and I'm not. Like I could never, I could never. I want to write easy, cheap, beachy, 
books. Like that doesn't take a lot of brain power. I don't feel like to do. I think it's really easy. It's really soft. It's really easy. It's accessible. I could do that. No problem. Um, the thriller books, I couldn't, I would be terrible. I would be a terrible thriller author. It would be so difficult. I cannot even imagine like your brain has to be doing all these fucking loop-de-loops to try to get someone to think some way and then like them circle back and like realize like all of these little things that you've been planting all actually point to this one person and that makes it so smart and so fun and so good. So as a whole, I love thrillers, but like overall, it's like very hard to do a thriller like perfectly. So, you know, I don't have anything really to contribute. Although The Maid technically falls into like the mystery thriller category and it won the mystery thriller category on Goodreads. So you love to see that. But anyways, most of these are young adult books. I'm not sorry. It is who I am. If you haven't read these books, I highly recommend them. Even if you don't read young adult, like they're just good. They're just good books. Like they're not maybe the most intelligent thing that you're ever going to read. Um, although some of them, like I mentioned, uh, Thousand Splendid Sons, The Only Plane in the Sky, like you're probably going to learn something from those books. But like as a whole, like the other books, you're probably not going to learn too much from, but they're just good. And if you just need to feel good, maybe you should just read them. Okay. Okay. Great. I'm glad we had this talk. I hope you have a happy holiday. I hope you have the best Christmas ever. I hope you have a happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever the fuck you celebrate, whenever the fuck you celebrate it. I'm really happy for you to do that. And until next time, friends. Ciao.